Welcome everyone to the Drive to Succeed podcast. My name is Daniel, the host of the show. A couple of years ago, I started my own business. It was 2015. And back then, I'm still working in the publishing industry. And, you know, during the time, I gained a lot of skills. But I'm not here to impress you, but rather to impress upon you the journey that I went through. Because when I started my own business, it is a marketing agency. I didn't really know what I was doing back then. I didn't really know, you know, um, how to scale a business properly. And even now, four years in, or five years, tur- turning five years in, you know, at a certain time of running the business, we hit a certain roadblock and, you know, we, we cannot find new clients. Our sales is terrible. And the reason why I started the podcast is to really have access to mentors like my next guest in the show. And it is no other than Bev James. And if you don't know who Bev James is, uh, she's actually a best-selling author with uh, the book Do It or Ditch It. She's been around for a decade or so in, in the UK, but now she prefers to be someone who is behind very successful personalities like Bosch TV. So if you're familiar with, if you're vegan and if you're you know, familiar with the Bosch TV, she's actually the one handling them. And she has a talent management agency or company that handles these types of uh, talents. And she helps them break through the ceiling of how they can help more people one day at a time. And I'm just, you know, upon doing this interview, I just realized if I have Bev James back then, I knew her back then, especially you out there who are business owners who are aspiring entrepreneurs or CEOs or, you know, uh, talents who have wanted to make a dent in this universe. It, it can be a small scale or a bigger scale. It doesn't matter. As long as you are mission-led and passion-driven, then Bev James can help you. But right now, I was just wondering if I knew her back then, probably I can, you know, do a lot of things differently rather than what I'm doing right now. And this is also one of the reasons why I started the Drive to Succeed podcast is to get access to mentors where I wouldn't have access um, normally. And, you know, coming from a publishing background, I'm really amazed of different perspectives, different, you know, uh, life lessons that one can get when you interview an expert like Bev James. And this is what the podcast episode is all about. And, you know, it's been a while since I recorded this. It's probably two months because I, you know, interviewed this with cooperation with the Emirates Lead Fest. And it's really profound when I, you know, release and back to this episode. And there's so much value and there's so much, you know, actionable insights that you and I can go back and go back to and apply it back to our business. And so, if you haven't yet know Bev James, this is the best time to get to know her intimately. And when I mention that, because this is early in the morning, <laughs> and you know, you know, let's just let's just welcome Bev James. So you know, let's go into the show. Let's go to meats and potatoes. Without further ado, let's welcome the one and only Bev James.
All right, so welcome back to the Drive to Succeed podcast. We have the one and only Bev James on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Daniel. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So I believe it's the first time we actually met, and while recording, you know, before recording, you you shared to me a little bit about your business, yourself, mm -hmm. and uh, the coaching academy, mm -hmm. which we'll come in in a second and talk about that. But for our first time listeners who still doesn't know you or audiences because you're based in the UK, can you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about who Bev James is? So my link to the Coaching Academy, I'm CEO of the Coaching Academy. I also run another business which is a talent management business, Bev James um, Management. Mm -hmm. And I have some amazing people in there like um, Joe Wicks, um, mm -hmm. Henry Neen from Bosch, Caroline Hyrons, Owen O'Kane, mm -hmm. um, Jackson. There's, there's so many amazing people um, in that business as well. So they're like my stable of superheroes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just really passionate about business and passionate about helping people succeed. So I'm just really curious about what is the age that you started on this? I, I mean, it doesn't need to you know, reveal your age, but what is the moment that decided to you know, make your start your own business and what is your background? Um, it depends how far back you want to go. I mean, I was desperate to have a horse when I was younger and, you know, we didn't have money in my family. So mm -hmm. my first business really was washing boats. Mm. Um, there was a, a boat yard behind my house um, and I just went and asked, they'd look really dirty, can I clean yeah. the boats? And I think I got 50p a boat. Yeah. So, um, so that was probably my first job to save up. And when I eventually got a horse, which a family member actually lent us the money, for, I then had to earn keep for that, so I gave people riding lessons on that. Yes. So I guess I've always been earning money, um, but my first job since school, and not a lot of people know this, yeah. um, I actually rolled out of school, I didn't go to university, mm. and I went to the local factory, which was a paint stripper factory, and I was a machine operator. Wow. Um, the paint stripper would burn my hands, um, it was smelly. Yeah. I did have some amazing friends there, but that wasn't actually where I thought I would end up, but I did. Understood. And from painting a machine operator in a factory, cleaning up boats, what is that one uh, catalyst, you know, that says, this is not my life, I wanted to change, you know, from here? Is there like a um, you know, scenario that happened? Yeah, I think with the paint stripper factory, I, I literally got into a bit of a rut with it. Mm. And, but the money was good, and the mm. hours were short. But then I decided to retrain for something else. So I then went on a uh, personal training course. Mm. I trained to be a fitness instructor. Wow. Back then it was aerobics, so <laughs> I was an aerobic teacher. And I did that in the evening. So I would leave the factory, go and wash off all the smell, yes. and then go and be a gym instructor. Gym instructor. Um, and then that led on um, to a completely different path when I did that full time. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up um, managing gyms and eventually, mm. yeah, with my husband, um, running a chain of health clubs. Wow. So um, I guess there's a, an immersion, but I think the pain stripper factory was the pain point to say, yes. okay, you don't know what you want to do particularly, but you know what you don't want to do. Yeah. And then for me, doing something from being all smelly um, and you know, not a nice environment, the fitness environment seemed yes. like a clean, healthy environment to be in. Yes. So when you're, ru you're running the um, fitness or the gym um, chain of gyms mm. or health uh, facility, when did the coaching, uh, I mean the coaching academy starts? So the coaching academy, um, I actually, again, I was looking for a change. So I'd been in the health, cup in, health mm. club industry for maybe 10 years. Mm. And 
I, I was doing uh, national sales and marketing for a chain. Mm -hmm. I've been headhunted by other um, clubs as well. Mm -hmm. So I'd got as far as I could and it all became really easy. Yes. And then I got a little bit bored. So um, I actually then went on a coaching academy course. I'd seen an advert. I went on the two days. And I said, the, um, the, 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 the company that you... Uh, it is now my company. Yes, so exactly. yeah, I actually uh, <laughs> trained with them. And when I went on that course, and I'd been used to making a difference to businesses and, mm. you know, um, I've also, within the health clubs, I had beauty salons, yes. you know, I'd had a lot of experience. And I knew that I could make a difference to business, but when I went on the coaching course, I thought, yeah. wow, I found something special here. Yeah. This is something that, if I could really do this right, then I could put my head on my pillow at night and think, you did good, because you've helped someone be the best they can be. You've yes. helped someone reach their potential. So that really excited me. Um, and so then I decided to train and enroll on my next journey, which was as a life coach. Perfect. And now that you're helping um, people as well uh, discover their potential, can you tell us what are the top traits um, as a coach that you're looking for when, you know, because there's a saying, when the student is ready, the master shows up. Mm, so, I believe that, yeah. Yeah, so what, what are your thoughts? I mean, what are the characteristics you're looking for? And, you know, uh, what are the traits that you can say this guy is like someone I can work with for me somebody that I work with I mean my niche is quite special I don't advertise myself as a life coach now yes. you know I'm, I'm working with the talent management business but I've definitely got a coaching methodology to everything I do and if I hadn't trained as a coach I definitely wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now so I'm looking for people with a real passion for mm -hmm. what they do the people that I work with are on a mission mm -hmm. um, they're the right messenger and they've yes. got the right message mm. they're mission-led and they want to change the world yes. and so I want to help them be even more seen sought after and successful yes so with Henry Nian from Bosch um, who I'm here with now um, we've done three books this year mm. you know they've got the best-selling vegan book of all time they've got a TV show that's mm. on a 10-part TV on primetime ITV I think you were also coined as the millionaire mentor yeah, that, um, the Million of Men, I'm not sure who gave me that title actually, <laughs> but um, I think when you, uh, no, no, none of my people have ever set out or come to me saying, can you make me a millionaire? Mm. And if they did, I wouldn't be interested. Yes. Um, what they want to do is to make a difference. Mm. So someone like Joe Wicks, who yes. I've been working with for 10 years, um, you know, Joe just wanted to, and he still says, if I can get one person exercising today, mm -hmm. then I've done my job. Yeah. As it is, it's, you know, like probably four million. Yes. Um, so it's working with people that are on this mission. But of course, if you help people solve a big enough problem yeah. and you monetize that as well, then money will come. And there's no embarrassment in that because if it doesn't, you can't keep doing what you're doing. Yes. And, you know, he's doing a school's hit tour where he'll go and help 10,000 children. He funds it himself. Wow. So, um, so I get really excited about helping other people make a difference. Perfect. And you also have a book which is called Do It or Ditch It. Do It or Ditch It. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it has, I believe it's been published in 2011. It was, yeah. yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the book? And so the book, um, the Do It Ditch It title came about with um, a friend of mine kept saying that he wanted to start a business. Mm. Lovely guy. And every time we went out, he would say, oh, I've got this domain name, I've done this, I've done that. And we would talk about it. I said, okay, that's great. He used to have so many jobs, you know, twice a year he'd change his job. He was working in different dress shops. Yeah. Um, and he was going to have his own uh, at one point. 
one day I sat down with him and I said, hey, look, it's great that you keep talking about this and you know I will help you, but at some point you have to decide either do it or just ditch it and stop talking about it. If you want to do it, I'll help you. If not, ditch it and that's the end of it. And he actually decided when he thought about it, he said, you know what, I just like talking about it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now he's been in the same job for probably about six or seven years. Mm-hmm. He's really climbed the ladder. He just liked talking about it, which was fine. So the premise of the book is by the end of the book, you will be able to close it and mm-hmm. know, okay, is this a do, in which case great, mm-hmm. or is it a ditch? Mm-hmm. If it's a ditch, it might be that you go back with something else and you work through again. Yes. But that's really what it's all about. And you help people to be clear on what their mission is, I assume. Because when they read the reviews online, they're saying that this is a book that every entrepreneur must read mm. or someone who's just starting out because it's so practical. Can you tell us you know, more, what are the steps that are inside, maybe just one or two? I think what makes it different is that, and I didn't want it to be a typical business book with here's a business plan, you know, so those things are available online yeah. via my website actually. But the first part of the book is really about you mm-hmm. as the entrepreneur. So looking about your comfort zone. Yes. Where are you in your comfort zone? Because to be good in business, you have to get comfortable feeling uncomfortable. Mm. And it's looking at doing a personal SWOT analysis. You know, very often in business, we do a business SWOT analysis. Yes. You know, the strengths of the business, opportunities, weakness, weakness yeah. and threats. But what if you did that for you? What are your personal strengths, opportunities, weakness and threats. Um, And so the first part is very much about the individual. I think that's probably what makes it different. And then obviously we go on to things like leadership Mm -hmm. um, and all of the practicalities around that. Yes, and I think what makes you so special is that you have a life coach background. Mm. So when you apply it in your talent management business, it's so easy, not easy, I mean, it's more, you could say fluent that you're easy to you know, understand someone's uh, pain point, how you can propel them forward. Yeah, and I think as well, it's about um, limiting beliefs. This year's The Drive to Succeed will be bigger and better because I'm on a mission to build a community who's looking for someone who would like to make more income, build a massive influence, and make a bigger impact to the world. You can show your interest right now by going to our website at www.thedrivetosucceed.com community again the website is www.thedrivetosucceed.com slash community yeah and I think as well it's about um, limiting beliefs mm-hmm. some people will procrastinate um, if you do take somebody from scratch in, in talent management and I think again that's probably a, something that I've done differently to a lot of other people it's yes. been able to take somebody from the beginning through mm-hmm. It's a new journey for them. So there can be limiting beliefs and there can be fears. But the end result, when you get someone um, that really reaches their potential and they've got something that makes a difference, then everybody's happy. And did uh, some of your clients just say, "Uh, Bev, I already reached what I'm planning to do. Um, So what's next? For them? Oh, there's always something (laughs) to do. Um, I mean, one of my amazing clients, Owen O'Kane, he's written a book called Ten to Zen. He mm-hmm. used to be the clinical lead in the NHS for mental health, a full-time mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. He's written a book which is now in 14 languages, 11, uh, sorry, 13 countries. And that's the other way around, sorry. It is <laughs> 14 <laughs> languages um, and 13 countries. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, someone like him, the, the, there's no limit because then you're on the speaking circuit and then there's another book coming out which is 10 times happier and you keep changing the world and then there might be an online program that yes. you build. So I think there's always another layer and again with his mission he just wants to just help one person a day yeah. if need be. So. Um, and, and talent, your talent management, what is the name of it? Uh, it's my name, it's Bev James uh, Media Management. I didn't want to call it at the beginning, so, uh, yeah. um, so, it, so it's me. So anyone who, who wanted to take their business to the next level, they come to you or just starting out? I think, um, I mean, for me at the moment, um, I've got you know my stable of superheroes yes. and I'm not actually looking to take on to new people everyone. at the moment. So I think the book is probably a good place to start because yeah. then they can work through. And like you said, even if you're at the beginning of the journey or just assessing where you are now, mm -hmm. it's still actually a good place to start. Or, yeah. you know, go on the coaching academy. We have a two-day course. Mm. It's free. It's the one that I went on. Really? It's yeah. all over the country in, in the UK. <laughs> Maybe we should bring it to, yeah. to Dubai. But um, as I said, you know, without that, I definitely wouldn't be able to do what I do. And I don't think I'd be able to make the difference that I do with mm. my people yes. if I didn't have the coaching methodology. Awesome. And I'm just really curious as well, because especially here in UAE, there are tons of life coaches um, that have been certified or even you know, got, a, got certified from ICF. Mm. But the, one of the main challenges for life coaches is that they're having a hard time to make it a business, mm. to make it a full-time gig for them. So what are your thoughts on that and what can you advise? Uh, I would always say when you start as a coach, um, and again, I had a full-time job when, yeah. I, when I started, and I always think it's good to do something part-time to start with, so I would do it after work. Yeah. So that would be from six to nine o'clock at night. I would mm -hmm. do that maybe two or three nights a week on a Saturday. So I would say build the business alongside your full-time work. Yeah. But you need to find, I know coaches, it drives them insane when we keep saying this word, but you do need to find your niche. <laughs> And for mine, it was coaching entrepreneurs. Mm. And with the business background, I understood what their challenges were. And I was excited about hearing about it. So, and it's so much easier now. I mean, you know, you've got social media. Yeah. You can connect with the right people. Um, there are so many podcasts that you can listen to, but you need to get comfortable with marketing. And I think with coaches, the main problem is they think, okay, I'll put up a website, everyone will come. Yeah. Um, well, they're not going to come. So you need to be seen and sought after to be successful. So work out what it is you feel you need to do. You know, is it doing podcasts? Is it being a guest on someone else's podcast? Yes. If you're not confident in that, who can help you? Yeah. Go into networking groups. It's quite easy now to find out where people hang out that you want to coach. Mm. So if I wanted to coach entrepreneurs, that's easy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's chat rooms, there's um, forums, there's events, events there's conferences. Yeah. So I think it, the main thing is be seen yourself mm -hmm. because otherwise people don't know what you do. Yeah. And I think as well, you know, don't be too modest. If, mm. if, if you've got the, the cure for the common cold, you shout it out. Yes, and if yeah. you can help someone, then you need to write articles about it, you know, blog about it. Yeah. Put it on social media. Absolutely. And also, you mentioned about helping people because I'm in visibility. One thing that I really teach people about visibility is um, there's one uh, word, there are five F's, but one of them is fellowship. Mm. So, I always keep telling um, people who attend my talks is that 
fellowship with uh, your customers or your prospects online mm. and offline. Be sure where they are, be there. Absolutely, and I think as well, and this is something I think a lot of people get wrong with networking events. And when I used to go to networking events, I never, some people go, and I've been pinned in a corner with somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to show me something on an iPad. You, know, you need to look at this. Here's my <laughs> car. Well, I'm going to throw it away as soon as you walk away from me. Um, because I don't know why you're even speaking to me. Whereas if you go with the intention, especially as a coach, and think, okay, how can I possibly help you? Mm. Listen to them, ask them what their challenges are. And don't make it about you, make it about them. Yeah. Because the more you're interested in someone else, the more interesting you become. Yes. And I think if there's one top tip for coaches in networking, that would be it. And um, who helped Bev James? Do you know, so many people have helped me um, along the way. In my early days as a coach, um, and I had a terrible fear of public speaking, mm. which was why I went along when I'd signed up as a coach and I offered to help out for free at the weekends. Mm. So obviously this is a company that I now own, but I was putting the brochures on the seats, I was making tea for trainers. But part of the reason I was doing it, I wanted to get comfortable in that environment mm. so that one day if I got the opportunity to be at the front of the room, it wouldn't be as scary. Yeah. And I used to be terrified. My kneecaps would jump up and down. My stomach would spin cycle 10. Um, (laughs) So the first, I'm thinking, okay, who could help me with that? Mm -hmm. And one of the trainers, uh, Pam Lidford, she took me under her wing. She's still a really good friend today. Um, So I would watch, okay, what is she doing? How Mm. is she approaching this? Um, People like Anne Skidmore, um, you know, Sarah Urquhart. They were all great. So, but sometimes you you then get to the stage you think, okay, well, I know that. Who's now helping me? Yes. Jamie Constable's been a great help to me. He's uh, the VC who was the backer behind the coaching academy, but mm-hmm. I bought him out. Yeah. Um, but again, I learned so much from him. James Kahn from mm. uh, Dragon's Den. I don't know if people know who he is uh, if here, but um, he was, you know, again, a really good support and help. So, but I would always be thinking, you know, what can I do to help them first? first I think yeah. when people approach them and say, I need your help. I need to ask you this question. I need that. Yeah. That's not attractive. Yes, exactly. You know, turn it round. What can you do to help someone else first? Awesome. And what's your greatest failure? Do you know, I've been asked this question so many times <laughs> and I keep trying to come up with a really good answer. <laughs> and the reason I can't is because I don't actually associate with that word. Mm. And I don't associate with failure. Obviously, things have not always gone as planned. Yeah. But... Um, I just think sort of dust yourself off and carry on. I don't think um, I don't think of anything as a failure. That doesn't mean I've never failed. Yeah. But um, I think you know, looking back, even the days in the factory, I was there for far too long. Um, I wish I'd had the book. You know, if I, if I had to do it or ditch it then, maybe I would have um, made a move quicker. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I struggle with that uh, question because um, it's not something that I allow in. And I think because mm-hmm. I don't allow it in, mm-hmm. that also helps you to bounce back an awful lot quicker. Mm-hmm, understood. So you don't associate yourself with failure, but rather a stepping stone on each. Yeah, if something didn't go right, um, you know, people might see it as a failure. It's, it's just a thing. It's just it's, a, it's an event. It's something that happened. Yes. I don't label things. Okay, that was a, a that was a failure. Mm. Um, let me ask you a question. Who are your inspiration now? What, what do you still do? What you do right now? Oh, do you know? My inspiration are my clients, mm-hmm. so although I might be their manager, book agent, yes. mentor, coach, all those things, mum I guess, <laughs> all those things, um, they're my inspiration. I learn from them all the time 
And I think that's why it's great that I've got, you know, this stable of people that are so incredible. Yes. Because, you know, even with the stuff that, that Joe's doing now, you know, it's, it's amazing. Henry and Ian from Bosch, um, Owen, I learned from all of them and I think I'm a better person having them in my life. Awesome. So before my final question, I just want to acknowledge you for sharing your journey with us. And Thank you so much, being Daniel. so kind to be early. Oh, no problem. <laughs> um, and also, you know, coming out from that pain factory and mm. without you coming out that from pain factory, Joe Bosch, the mm. didn't exist. Oh, I'd still be there with my hairnet and my gloves. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a good look. Awesome. So uh, my last and final question to you, uh, sorry, where can people find you and know more about your work? BevJames.com? Yeah, now that website, um, it, it, that was there to promote the book. But yeah, BevJames.com is still there and there are resources there. So if somebody wants to download a competitor mm -hmm. analysis or a business plan, mm -hmm. you know, there are resources. And if they want to there. get in touch with you, uh, social media, uh, social oh, media, yeah, yeah, Instagram, social media. it would be great. <laughs> so it's Bev underscore James. Um, so yeah, it'd be lovely to, and I, I connect with a lot of people on social media. It's a really nice way to do it. Awesome. So my last and final question to you is, if everything is stripped away from you, your business, your talent management business, your clients, mm. and you need to start all over again, what would be your main drive to succeed? Um, my main drive to succeed is I think there's just the, the engines running. I have to be um, doing something, achieving something, stretching myself um, and evolving. Yeah. So I think I wouldn't, even if I had you know, so much money, I didn't have to work again, there's still gonna be that engine running to raise the bar every year. Mm -hmm. So there would be the financial driver. If I've lost everything, like you say, I need yeah. to, I need to um, <laughs> yeah. get myself some shoes and handbags as well. <laughs> Um, so there would be that, but I would still make sure that I was doing something that I was really passionate about because mm -hmm. that is what drives you through the hard times. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I think that's it for today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, time. Daniel. Thank See you. Guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a comment and give us a rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever platform you're consuming this content into, either video or audio. This way, we can improve our visibility, reach out, and impact more people too. Also, I want to thank Emirates Literature Foundation for setting up this interview and making this happen. We also have an ongoing email newsletter which comes out twice a month where I share my favorite takeaways on the show, updates on any upcoming events and workshops. And you can simply go to the website to register at www.thedrivetosucceed.com. Just enter details and we'll take care of the rest. Let me leave you with this. If you have a goal, you have a dream, you have a mission, you have a passion to pursue, and you don't know the how, always remember as long as you know the why and start doing the how usually comes up. So stay strong, be positive. Until next time, see you in the next episode. Thanks again for joining us at the Drive to Succeed podcast. If you're enjoying learning from this podcast, you can show your support by sharing and rating this on iTunes or Stitcher and sharing it with your friends on social media and tag us on Instagram at the Drive to Succeed underscore podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. See you in the next episode.